Welcome back to the Segment Tips Podcast, everybody. I'm Kaylee Fretz. We're here with a special episode for you. We kind of teased this one on the regular weekly episode earlier in the week. Kind of promised that we would be doing a deeper dive into, well, something that you wrote about early this week, Ronan. What are we talking about today? Yeah, we're talking about the new Wahoo Speedplay pedal range uh, that just, as you said, just launched this week, just announced this week, but I think has been eagerly anticipated by Speedplay fans for, for a couple of years now. And uh, yeah, there's been a few refinements to the range, uh, a few few updates, and we're just going to get a get a good chat about about all those today and uh, sort of pick the brains of the of the people behind the the new the new pedal. With that, we do have two special guests with us here today. Chip Hawkins, uh, why don't you tell us what you do over at Wahoo? Yeah, so uh, my name's Chip Hawkins. I'm the founder, um, but as we've grown, I have maintained my position as the kind of chief engineer. So I'm still getting my hands dirty every day, or I try to get my hands dirty every day on the products, and uh, yeah, still loving it. And we have Ian Boswell. I think that a lot of Cycling Tips podcast listeners will will recognize your name, Ian. Uh, but what are you up to these days? Why why are you on this this call with us? Well, uh, Kaylee, yeah, since retiring from the World Tour, I have been working at Wahoo as, as an athlete liaison. I um, look after a lot of the teams and athletes that we partner with. I also do some stuff on on the product side, like speed play, you know, head units. Um, just using my experience as a former rider to kind of make sure that products are still up to snuff for the world's best riders and uh, still potentially doing some gravel racing this year as well. So uh, I still do ride my bike a fair amount. Excellent. And before I go any further here, of course, listeners of the Cycling Tips podcast will be somewhat used to these special episodes. Uh, this one works exactly like they always have, which is, you know, we partner up with Wahoo, just like we have with Canyon and Specialized in the past. Uh, the sort of rules of engagement are we can kind of ask whatever we want. Uh, and we, in return, we get access to the people that actually build this stuff. So hopefully it is a informative and entertaining, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes ahead of you here. I'm going to be extra mean today because Ian has hurt me quite a bit on, on claims throughout Europe in the past. So yeah, ex- expect some truly mean questions today. <laughs> oh, we have a personal rivalry. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, let's, let's, why don't we just sort of start at the very beginning here? Um, Obviously, Speedplay, you guys purchased roughly two years ago, uh, and it kind of went dormant for a while. In fact, you know, we wrote a couple stories that were sort of on the long lines of where where did Speedplay go? What happened to Speedplay? Uh, before we get into any of this, in case people haven't read your story, Ronan, where did Speedplay go, and why are we talking about them being back? Yeah, so. Uh... Wahoo acquired Speedplay two years ago, and it seems like they have spent that time sort of refining some of the the key concerns. I would say that that a lot of Speedplay users had in the past around wear and sort of, um, especially around the pedals and or around the bearings and the, and the pedal bodies. But um, it's. I think you've you've spent that time sort of refining the range, if if I'm right, and and you've come back now with. With a with a pedal range that has retained a lot of the characteristics that Speedplay fans would have would have liked in the past, um, but as I say, with a few key refinements, maybe you could talk us through, you know, f- uh, give, give us an idea of, of what you've spent that two years doing. 
Yeah, well, you know, it was it was it was hard to sit back and see everybody talking about it, and uh, you know, thinking, "Oh my gosh, uh, no, we're not dormant. We're actually doing a tremendous <laughs> amount of work behind the scenes." Um, yeah, you can imagine our business is so different than Speedplay was, and so our distribution, our sales, um, there was just a ton of work to do, and the pedals as as awesome as they were. They had a few things that could be improved, and so we didn't want to just have the same same as it always was. And um, and one of the challenges that I found with Speedplay is, you know, I knew it was a great pedal. I had a ton of people re- uh, recommend it to me, but but as I went to the Speedplay website and tried to decide what to buy, it was hard to figure it out. So you know, we've we've both improved it, I think, from a technology perspective, but also from a you know, why would you buy a particular pedal? Why is it for you? Um, you know, whether it's the Nano or the Arrow, or the or the Zero. Um, frankly, there were too many choices. Um, so you know, it was it was a challenge for us to to narrow those choices down without limiting some of the things that made Speedplay special. You know, the ability to have different uh, spindle lengths. To, to you know actually deal with leg length discrepancies i mean fitters were some of our best customers in the past and so it was quite challenging to solve all of those things all at once and uh yeah it's really exciting to have it kind of out for the world to see now and and experience all the work we put behind it uh i want to ask about the PowerLink zero can you can you give us any more information than we have on the PowerLink zero because we have very little to go on well just just to back up here so so Again, in case you didn't read the story up on cyclingtips.com, there's going to be a power meter version of these, and that is the PowerLink Zero. So, with well, that, I, before I give you all the secrets about PowerLink, you know, I'll back up a little bit and say, you know, why Speedplay and why Wahoo? Because of PowerLink. You know, I mean, I love everything about Speedplay, but we we would not have been a pedal company if we didn't want to get in the power meter business, and so. I, you know, I was desperate to get an out, you know, everything on the kicker, everything indoors is power. And so when you go outdoors and we can't provide power, you know, it's an incomplete story. So as we look at a, you know, a range of products, we really wanted to do power pedals make perfect sense. And, um, and as I looked at it, it's hard to do pedals without being a me too product, you know, until you look at speed play, it's like, well, damn, here's a pedal that has better quartering clearance. It's double-sided. It's more aerodynamic. You know, it's like, there's just like check all these boxes so if i compare that to any other pedal power meter in the market it's so superior so that was really the whole impetus for why you know why i went to richard and sheridan and and why we ended up buying speedplay in the first place so um you know behind the scenes getting this new pedal line out there's been a whole lot of work on the on the power meter as well um so it's yeah it's 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 close we've got you know we we manufacturing wise we're in pretty good place um Software-wise, they're in a really good place. Um, we've got a lot of, um, you know, a lot of interest from a lot of people. So we've got to get our our quantities up and our, you know, our reliability up, and then uh, yeah, we'll get them out to the market sooner rather than later. I hope. No, so no, no firm dates on those. Can you give us any other sort of tidbits of information? I think we've got like a weight. I think it was two hundred and seventy-six grams. Am I remembering that correctly from the story? Uh, any other little tidbits you can you can dish out here? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can give you battery life will be great. You know, that's good. The yeah. you know that's one of the things that I think some of the competitors have had trouble with. Um, you know, think think you know DI two kind of battery life versus 
computer battery life. You know, you, you, you need to think about it every few weeks, not every few days. Um, so I think that'll be, be really well received. Um, you know, I, I, again, the reason we did speed play is because otherwise power is power. It needs to be accurate. Uh, it needs to be reliable. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of magic other than that. And then being able to put it on a, a superior platform, you know, pedal platform. Uh, was it, was there anything at all, you know, in the initial purchase or is this all post, you just needed the platform from Speedplay? This was all Wahoo. So yeah, we didn't get anything power wise from Speedplay. We had, um, we had started on the project, um, but pretty much shelved it for the reasons I mentioned, you know, I didn't want to build a me too product. So, um, you know, to bring power link to market, we needed speed play. And so once we firmed that up, we got busy. And so it's been a couple of years in the making, uh, to, to get where we are. There's been a fair number of, of power meter pedals, uh, come to market and, and not be super reliable, uh, or particularly accurate. It seems like it, it it's, it's kind of a difficult place to put a, a power meter in a lot of ways because you've got other forces coming into it, you know, jumping up and down in your pedals, for example, is, is going to flex that spindle, which uh, you could sort of, you know, you need, to, you need to remove that noise, right? So has it been a difficult process? Are you guys pretty confident in, in where you are now in terms of accuracy and things like that? Yeah, I think um, the same things that make it challenging make it really cool because you do get all that data. You know, you can tell where the power is going. Um, it, it is certainly a challenging uh place to put power it's a challenging um product to build you know uh, yeah as evidenced by the people that have kind of tried and failed or tried and had limited success you know second third generation still having some some issues so um yeah we and it's it's why we're not launching it right now i mean we could launch it right now but um we're gonna get it really really top notch before before we get it out you know it's gonna be built into the zero pedal isn't it is there is there any plans to build it into the aero range or uh, that's that seems like a natural fit to me for for time trials and, and road racers to have it on the aero pedal yeah we are definitely starting with the zero um but and and you know th there's only one thing we know for sure it won't go in the nano so titanium and strain gauges don't get along um just about impossible to bond it but um but yeah the aero is definitely a possibility um you know we need to look at demand um and and yeah i i kind of agree with you uh it's a great place to you know time trialists and and uh triathletes power's super important and so and 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 arrow is important too so it is it is a natural expansion for us i think we we got a little we, uh, a sort of teaser photo of it and you can kind of see a bit of a pod thing going around the the spindle can you tell us anything else about what it's going to look like is that basically what it is we've got a little little pod kind of at the spindle near the crank arm anything going around the backside coming in the backside anything like that no there's a, yeah i can i can i can say there's nothing coming around the backside um we did get all the electronics packed in that spot between the pedal body and the crank um and so yeah that's uh, the teaser image is you know there's a lot there there's yeah, there's <laughs> nothing that you don't see that's there no uh no no battery pod on the backside or anything like that Gotcha. I suppose the most noticeable thing, you know, or instantly noticeable thing about the new pedals is the is the cap uh, surrounding the, the pedal body. Uh, can you give us a bit of a some details on how 
you know how you came about that design it seems so obvious but speedplay religiously stuck with the bow tie design for for years so it's uh it's a it's a big change it, it is a big change. It's, you know, big and little. So we kept the same geometry and the same fit as the old ones, but we looked at, you know, what are the challenges that Speedplay has? And, um, and really, I think there were two things. The bodies would wear and, and, and you had to grease them. And, um, and, and my conversations with Richard were rough on that because he said, oh, it's, you know, people you, and, and even, you know, Steve, uh, one of our, our, our sales guy, you know, I remember talking to him and he loved to grease them. He's like the, you know, to actually put the grease in and see the dirty grease coming out and then to see it come out clean, you know, it's like he actually, that was like a religious experience for him. I was like, I, I think I Ronan felt that way. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of sad that the grease port is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, on the other hand, never did it, and so my speed play stopped working. Lo right. and behold, <laughs> if you don't take care of them. So I appreciate the update, personally. <laughs> yeah, so those are really probably the two primary fundamental things we did is, uh, yeah, you don't need to grease them anymore. We put a good, uh, high-quality seal in there, and then, um, and then we changed the bow tie to a full ring. So those contact points between the, the cleat and the pedal that used to wear uh now the pedal body won't wear anymore you know it's a good solid stainless steel surface and have you tested how how that uh, ring now impacts the cleat and and the wear on on the cleat in particular because you know we, we may have solved one problem in the pedal body is that opening up another problem with the with cleat wear no, actually, I think it'll it'll improve it. So what you had is plastic on plastic, and neither one of those are terribly smooth. Um, and so now we have metal on plastic, and the, you know the stainless is quite polished. So not that the plastic won't wear, but I believe it'll wear less. And and testing has proved it'll wear less than it did in the old in the old design. I want to return to the grease ports real quick. Uh, I mean, I think. You know, the sort of the twin major updates here were were the ring and then the grease port, the, the, essentially the bearing updates, right? So right. you're obviously now confident enough in in your seals and your bearings that you don't think that this is necessary. What kind of kind of testing or development went into that decision? Because you, in theory, could have left some seals on there or added seals and left a, a grease port of some sort, right? Yeah, yeah, we could. Um, so those bearings work best with the original grease. Um, it's a light pack grease and, um, and, and the seals are, are, you know, really good seals. Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone's greased any other pedals except after, you know, years and years of use. Um, so yeah, with the, with the possible risk of alienating those who love to squirt the grease in there and get their <laughs> grease gun out. Um, yeah, it's definitely not a necessary anymore. Do, do you have sort of like a target longevity Let's be real here. Like a pedal is still kind of a wear item in some ways, right? I mean, it's a, it's something that gets a fair amount of contact and use, and obviously is spinning and things like that. So, like, what's the goal? I mean, do you want a pair to last, you know, what twenty thousand miles, fifty thousand miles? Like, what is what is the number? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say. So the only thing you can really do in a lab is, um, you know, we put accelerated load testing where we put up, you know, a few hundred kilograms on the pedal and run it for thousands and thousands of cycles. And, um, you know, that's probably 20,000 miles, kind of guaranteed 30,000 miles. Um, but it's, it's hard to say in real life, it's, it's going to blast you probably longer than you expect, which is the, you know, the goal of, of it. Um, yeah. And I've, I'm definitely guilty of having some old mountain bike pedals through this that, uh, you know, I think they're the first pedals I ever bought that are still going strong. So, (laughs) PD520. I think, I think everyone's got a pile of those sitting in the basement somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 
I think one of the, you know, the 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 pedal body wear that we've seen in the past. Uh, one of the big culprits of that was getting dirt and and debris inside the cleat mechanism itself. Has there been any improvements to sort of uh, clearance from the cleat based on the compared to the old design? The geometry, uh, you know, the impact geometry or where the faces all uh, combine with each other, they're all exactly where they were. So, yeah, you do need to think about keeping things clean. Um, I think we'll have better wear control, but, um, but yeah, it's still, um, you need to be conscious of that and uh, try to keep, keep them clean. That takes me on a bit of a tangent here, and we'll, re- we'll return in a second, but you did mention somewhere, Chip, I think, uh, gravel and mountain bike pedals. I know this is a separate topic, but, you know, you piqued my interest. So it, it, when when were we going to start to see something like that? Because it sounds like that's maybe a redesign versus, you know, using a, a scissor, which was the, the Speedplay sort of gravel XC kind of pedal that launched not too long ago. Yeah, so... Um it's not imminent by any means. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say there's some really, really cool things about the scissor. Um, there's some really, really kind of messed up things about the scissor. So we have a platform to start with. It will be a, a lot more, uh, cha- there'll be a lot more changes to, you know, what we come out with as a, as a mountain bike pedal than there was from the zero. Cause I think the, you know, the original Speedplay lollipop was in a really good spot with a few tweaks. Um, Scissor has some awesome ideas, but there's more kind of fundamental changes we need, and and they're pretty far along, but um, but we've got we've got a ways to go. Yeah, I always really liked them as kind of a gravel pedal. I, I thought they were quite good, but then they just they just jammed up a little bit too much. Didn't quite quite work on the mountain bike side. So I'm kind of I'm excited to see what you guys do there. Ronan, you want to take us back to actual road pedals? <laughs> well, I was just uh, actually going to bring Ian in and, and ask him if he was a Speedplay user in the in the past on his in his World Tour days. I was, yeah, actually, that was the Speedplay were the first pedals I ever had uh, clip-in pedals. I had my dad put me on them when I was goodness maybe twelve years old, and I rode them my entire career outside of the two years I was with uh, Katusha Alpes, and even at Team Sky, we were sponsored by Shimano, but I. I developed knee problems the minute I switched over to, to the other pedal platform. And so I actually flew up to the UK to get a special bike fit from a, from a physio who gave me, I guess, a written permission that I could ride speed play while I was at Team Sky just because it was the only pedal that kind of avoided this kind of reoccurring knee issue that I was getting after transferring pedals. So, yeah, I have been a, a speed play fan for and user, I guess, my entire career outside of the two years I was at Katusha. And I... Um, I did get a small sense of satisfaction out of greasing the pedals, but it is a messy <laughs> process. And there was countless times that I would, I would grease my pedals, go for a ride, come back, and grease would still ooze out. You know, then I'd walk into the, into the kitchen across my mom's carpet, and she was just furious because, of course, I you know, had grease that had spewed out all over the, all over the carpet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that that is no longer an issue that I have to run into with uh, greasing the pedals. But... Yeah, I, uh, for, you know, a number of reasons, not just the fit, you know, especially when I was racing with, you know, both Bissell and, and the Livestrong team here in the U.S., um, you know, especially when you're racing a lot of crits, you know, the, the added clearance of cornering is, is pretty significant, especially when you're, you know, racing at a high level and really putting your bike into a turn, you know, it, it does make a significant difference to be able to have that clearance. And, mm. you know, there's, yeah, countless reasons why I, why I rode speed play and why I still ride them today. 
Ian, you must have been involved in, in the development of these, right? I mean, I would imagine that you've been on a pair for a while now. Is there any sort of marked difference in, in feel between the two? Ronan, you said you didn't feel much of anything at all, right? But I, I, Ian, I'm interested in, in your perspective on that. Yeah, from setting up, I mean, it's it's the exact same same feeling, float, you know, and I've set up enough speed play cleats now that, you know, literally I can set up my cleats in two minutes. Um, so it, it's it's the same process, you know, for people who are familiar with speed play or have used speed play, you know, everything fundamentally for from setup and ride is the same, but obviously there are some key key improvements, and I haven't quite put enough miles on my pair yet to kind of see the the wear of the cleat like you were talking about but you do that was one thing i did notice over the years is that the pedals would wear especially when you know like rowan was saying this this bow tie kind of metal plate um definitely didn't you know it caused more wear and friction and i think that you know one thing that i believe is you know a big update is just having that you know smooth smooth surface and interface with the pedal and cleat obviously it's going to just create a, a more fluid motion especially when you you know some people do run a pedal really wide open and they want a lot of float and just to be able to have a smooth glide from pedal to cleat is is fantastic it's interesting to hear that you sit like that you had a knee issue as soon as you stepped away from speed play because i think that's how a lot of people find themselves moving to speed play originally it was certainly how i first moved to speed play um and and just on that and especially you know ian you mentioned that it was a trip to uh, a physio that that eventually give you written permission to ride with speed play pedals but uh some of the i think you mentioned at the start chip but i just want to touch on the spindle length options as well as that 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 is remaining as far as i understand maybe not quite as vast as it was before but you can still change spindle lengths uh can can customers order different spindle lengths when they're ordering the pedals or is it a separate purchase after yeah yeah they're definitely available um and and through through physios and and fitters certainly we're going to stock them up so they can get um you know as needed right away but then yeah you can order them as well we're initially limiting it to the zero um because that's their most common pedal um so that you'll be able to get all the different links with the zero i think that'll be a uh, good news to to a lot of folks the, the 50 millimeter the, their ultra narrow spindle is gone though is that right uh yeah i think so i think so and i uh, you know i think richard would make anything sometimes you know there might have been a 70 uh so yeah we did have to limit and we went through you know we had all the data from all the sales and so you know if there were two ever we'd probably we'd probably drop that pedal uh, <laughs> uh, uh replacement parts this is another question i had uh because you know we were talking about sort of the, the wear of cleats and things like that before and, and obviously it is like i said it's a wear item are you guys going to be offering uh i guess sort of non-complete cleat parts uh you know like the little c springs for example i think that's the bit that tends to kind of wear out and is that something that people are going to be able to pick up on its own or is it it's still a whole whole cleat purchase yeah i think the the recommendation is certainly just to replace the cleat um you know if we find that the 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 spring over time is you know half the life of the cleat and it makes sense to to throw two springs in a package or to sell a separate spring we'll do it but um yeah to, to kick it off just to keep things simple it's uh just a just a new new set of cleats what about colors we need colors back <laughs> black <laughs> yeah yeah you know we love we love colors but we don't love them as much as they used to so you know i'm sure there'll be uh 
you know, some team colors come out. There'll be some limited editions. But, um, yeah, I don't think you'll go pick your from any color you want on our website anytime soon. Your your design, uh, Wahoo's general sort of design philosophy is slightly different from uh, Speed Play of Old, yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Maybe slightly more uh, toned down. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, it's funny. We talked about the ring and we talked about the seal, the black uh, walkable cleat may be like the thing I've heard the most positive things about versus the yellow walkable cleat. <laughs> like people just didn't really want a yellow walkable cleat, but that was that was what you got. Yeah, actually, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, it, it probably looks much sleeker on a shoe now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, Speedplay was never kind of known before uh, for their excellent distribution network and dealer network um there was a fair amount of i think complaining about about just an inability to get things on time and and some of the interactions with the company and things like that obviously wahoo is a very different feel to you <laughs> i guess than, than than they did what are, what are, what is the distribution network going to look like is it going to feel largely like uh you know the same folks who can already order uh, Wahoo computer are just going to be able to order speed play pedals now? Is it going to be that easy? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's, um, uh, you know, one of our huge strengths is our distribution network. I mean, we've got awesome partners in, in you know, all over the world now. And um, and so they are going to be the natural place to buy speed play now. Um, and I, yeah, honestly, that's, you know, I started the story with saying why we did it was because we wanted to do power. But um, the more I learned about speed play, the more I love the pedal, and the more I recognized the opportunity to tell the story to cyclists that had never heard it, like it was a, you know, I think there was a, there's a tremendous opportunity to sell these through better marketing. Uh, you know, so it, it just, I mean, it, it's a great Richard pedal. Used, yeah. Richard used to say that he was, you know, he's an engineer, not a, not a, not a marketing guy. Right. Now you've got a, now you've got a whole marketing department behind these things for the, for basically the kind of the first time, right? Yeah, they were, um, you know, a very successful sort of mom and pop business. And um, it's hard as a single product business in the cycling industry today to be successful. And so, um, yeah, I think we're going to be able to take the awesome product that Richard built to a, to a whole new level. Um, and, and I'm really excited because, you know, so many people, the messaging was hard. It's hard to understand what pedal you needed. And then, um, and then you know, understanding as a, as a first-time user how to install it. Um, you know, there's a lot of things we've taken a lot of care to, to make sure that it's easier now for somebody to, to kind of get in the family and, um, and yeah, the distribution, um, you know, all the places, it was hard to buy speed play in Europe. Uh, you know, there was a few shops in the UK, you know, but, uh, you know, outside of that, there was really nothing. So I think we'll have a, you know, and, and yesterday was a fantastic day for us. You know, our big launch was yesterday and, uh, yeah, we probably sold as many speed play as, uh, as they would sell in, the, in in months in a day, so it was a great start. Really exciting. Bit bit of pent up demand, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I think so. I think so. Oh, I was just gonna I was just gonna chime in and say, yeah, I, I completely agree what both of you were saying about distribution because I was oftentimes over in Europe racing, and you know I I was on Speed Play, and you know the team wasn't a, a partner of Speed Play when I was at Team Sky, so I needed to get you know new pedals or cleats at, at the start of the season, and it was incredibly difficult and it's nice to know that you know you can go and just get you can guarantee you're gonna be able to find cleats and pedals when you need to replace them because like i said it's a product i love but you know it like chip said it was a very mom and pop company it oftentimes was me emailing you know sharon 
about, hey, like, can I get some new cleats and pedals? And, you know, she would like, okay, like ship your old ones back and then I'll ship you new ones. I'm like, that's awesome. But it's like, <laughs> I kind of need pedals. I can't go like a couple of weeks without pedals. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's nice that like all of a sudden, a, you know, products that you need are available when you need them rather than, you know, shipping something from France back to San Diego and waiting for the new ones to be replaced. We, we were on a Speedplay sponsored team and it was like, yeah, you were lucky if you got a new set of cleats. It was like pleading with the team manager for a new set of cleats every time you needed them. <laughs> well, you definitely, you start to hoard, you start to hoard the cleats. I think I have, when I moved back from Nice, uh, back here to the states i think i had like a whole box of cleats i just been hoarding and saving so i'm like i'm not sure like when i can get these next i better hold on to them um and then you mix and match the different bits that are still good from old cleats so you take you take out the spring from one and the base plate from another and you eventually get a sort of (laughs) half decent set of cleats so so uh you know chip you're gonna you know you know put your cards on the table right now and say no one's gonna have to hoard speed speed play cleats anymore is that no, accurate, accurate no. to say? um you know <laughs> ho- hopefully we're gonna have a hard time keeping up but we will keep up uh so yeah maybe some shortages every now and then but there should be no hoarding so uh one of the things that speed play marketed for years was the the aerodynamic benefits of them and also the the lightweight nature of them and as you might know, I briefly held the Everesting record last year, um, which I hope to take back someday, maybe, possibly. Uh, but yeah, the, one of the one of the conundrums that I that I had was I didn't use Speedplay last year, but I do plan to use Speedplay again. Can you tell me, you know, how much of a benefit is that arrow on the pedal, which is underneath the foot in a questionable area, whether it has huge benefit or not? You know, am I better? Basically, the question is, am I better to use an Aero Speed Play pedal, uh, Wahoo Speed Play pedal, or the Nano uh, pedal? He's uh, asking because he's going to Everest in like three days. Now, <laughs> now yeah. So going for an Everest, <laughs> I would, I would probably go Nano. But there's, you know, I'd have to do a. You have to give me your speed, your weight, and we can work it out. Um, if you're on flat ground, we've done some CFD, and and it's not going to be universal. If someone if someone rides ankle high, it's not going to have as big of an impact as if they ride with flat feet. Um, but there's really two things that come from the arrow. One is the pedal body is just so small and sleek. You know, arrow or not, you know, just the regular zero is much less uh, frontal area and air resistance than a standard kind of look compatible pedal. Um, so, you know, we, we, you know, our CFD says it's about 20 seconds in a, in a one hour time trial, um, just the pedal, what that ignores. And I think what's an even bigger benefit is the stack height benefit. So you're a few millimeters less to, 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 you know, in some cases, depending on your pedal and your cleat, you know, you could be a centimeter lower that translates directly into saddle height coming down that much, which brings your center of gravity down, your frontal area down. So your ability to get, you know, your, your backside behind the bars and get your, get your whole frontal area down is going to have a bigger impact even than the pedals themselves. But, and so the combined difference is, it's measurable. It's, it's serious. I mean, it, you can look at the, 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 you know, all the Ironman guys, you know, the, they know, and they're on they're on speed play zero you know, speed play arrow because it it matters. It's it's minutes in an Ironman without question. Mm, well, I think what they were running. What are you going to run? Well, um, I suppose we could 
break the news now that I did a half Everesting today and I used the nanos. Uh, I don't have a set of arrows to go and do another half Everesting, thankfully, and, and compare. But uh, yeah, I think I'll stick with the, the nanos. But that actually, you, you've touched on one of the reasons why I wanted to make the switch back was because I've spent the winter switching this back to speed play and getting the cleats as far back as I could with speed plays. You can get them incredibly far back. And I've actually been able to you know get my saddle down so much that i can move to a smaller frame which you know is is a double yeah a a double whammy there when you're saving on a frame size and getting lower yeah so 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 to your original question everesting when you're climbing that speed you're you're i'd go all for weight versus zero so nano is the way to go i think the bike is 5.4 kilos or something like that on a heavy, are we, are on we a heavy giving day? away too much? I think right? we're giving away too much now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stop it here. <laughs> it's 15 kilos, right? <laughs> right. That was, that was the front wheel I showed you the weight of. Ah, ah, that makes more sense. Yeah, an e-bike wheel. Uh. <laughs> well, just as as far as the, the aerodynamics go, I if you do listen to my podcast, the Breakfast with Boz podcast, I did speak with Alex Dowsett um, early, maybe middle of last summer, and he is very well known for being a kind of hyper aero fanatic. Um, and he, he chooses speed play for just that reason for, you know, obviously for the, the cleat and the aerodynamics underneath the foot, but also the way in which it allows him to actually get more aero on the bike. I mean, Alex is so detailed that he even goes like, he rides a special shoe that has lower stack height. And then with the speed play and like, you know, people who are into aero probably like Ronan's into his weight, you know, of his bike, people who are into aero are into aero. And if, if they are going to be, that involved in in the products they're using to be fast on the flats then you know there is no question that the the speed play is the most aerodynamic pedal out there and to that i mean also the the adjustability of of the cleats you know it's the the brief time that i was riding the shimano pedals i really struggled to fix my pedal to my cleat without moving something there was no easy way to move kind of laterally everything seemed like a diagonal motion like you you slide it back but then it also moves to the side and the speed play, just the way that you set it up with the base plate and then the spring, and then you have the float springs, you're making one adjustment at a time. So like Ronan said, you can slide your cleat, you know, probably similar to Ronan, I slide my cleat, the base plate all the way back. So that's step one. And then I can adjust the, the lateral movement, step two. And then once I'm um, on the bike, actually a little, a little speed play hack right here. If you have a friend who's willing to climb on the ground, clip into your bike on standing up, you can do it on the kicker, against a wall holding on the wall and have a friend climb underneath with a number two screwdriver and tighten or loosen the adjusting springs while you're clipped in and then you can really dial in your position pretty easily and just knowing you know making sure your heel's not going to be hitting the frame it's not going out too wide but that was always my hack is having a, a mechanic climb underneath my bike while i was clipped in adjusting my the the float springs to make sure that it was in the right position I think that's a right. cycling tip, isn't it? I think that's a cycling tip. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sweet. I, I remember attempting to do that once while riding and it, and it not going well. Uh, so so definitely take Ian's tip and go find a friend <laughs> to help you with that. Uh, I have one final question before we wrap up today's special episode. Uh, I think I don't, I don't know how many people out there will be aware that uh, Wahoo makes boat docks. <laughs> And uh, I just, I just, you know, since we have you on, Chip, I wanted to ask how on earth we got from boat docks to uh, power meter pedals. How, what, what, how, what happened? There's a what lot. Of, there's a lot of steps in between there. 
Yeah, the boat docks was uh, was prior to fitness. I was building boat docks. Um, yeah, I, I believe in working on the things you love, and so I grew up windsurfing and water skiing, and I uh, found the opportunity to buy a bankrupt boat dock business. And I thought, holy cow, I'm going to live on the lake, and I'm going to build. You know, I'm going to I'm going to work on the lake, and so that was yeah, that was an awesome opportunity, and it was a ton of fun. Um, you know, while I was doing that several years into it and having, having good success with it. Um, I, I got into fitness and triathlon and duathlons and, um, and, and ultimately launched Wahoo Fitness in the dock business. Um, and it was Wahoo Boat Docks. And yeah, one of my favorite stories is, as I was starting Wahoo Fitness was, you know, got to name this company. And it wasn't Wahoo Fitness. It was like, we got to name this company. No one thought of Wahoo Fitness. And it was probably two months of writing names on a board and brainstorming sessions. And um, one of our engineers at, at Wahoo Docs, Jim Delosier, said, Chip, why don't you just call it Wahoo Fitness? And I was like, dude, you're a genius. Uh, so that was it. That was the magic day. So it's been Wahoo Fitness ever since. And this is uh, where we've ended up. So it started at Boat Docs, ended up at Speed Play and Power Meter Pedals. Thanks to both of you for joining us on the Cycling Tips podcast today. Chip Hawkins, founder of Wahoo, and Ian Boswell, former pro and current, what do we call you, marketing liaison, athlete liaison guy, Ian? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm still working on my job title, title but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a long one, but uh, yeah, I'll come up with something. Great to have you both on today, and thanks as always for letting us ask all the questions do the deep dive hope that our listeners out there learn something uh, as always make sure you subscribe to the pod so you never miss an episode and we'll be back with a regular episode beginning of next week bye everybody thanks everybody great to meet you guys